Well, for the better part of 50 years, U.S.-China relations were somewhat on display at the National Zoo in Washington. It was all part of what's been called panda diplomacy. But three pandas, the three pandas of the D.C. Zoo, will be shipped back to China later today. Zoo staff, they call it a hiatus in the wildly popular panda program that dates back to the Nixon administration. At its peak, there were 15 pandas at U.S. zoos. But after today, there will be just four left in the country at Zoo Atlanta. For more, let's bring in CNN's David Culver live in Los Angeles. Uh, David, there's no doubt that this is sad for zoo-goers, but what are the political undertones here? I'm surprised that this has happened. Yeah, and there's a lot of political undertones here, uh, Phil, that we can dive into. You know, and this is the hour right now where the pandas are waking up, they're getting into the crates, they're going to soon board a flight to Chengdu, China. That's Panda Hub, if you will, where all the breeding and research is focused, not to mention it's their natural habitat. For animal lovers, as you point out, yeah, this is really sad, but this might even be more tragic for U.S.-China relations. At its height, you mentioned those 15 pandas here in the U.S. You had San Diego, you had Memphis, you have four in Atlanta, and you have the National Zoo's three, which are, of course, leaving in a few hours. But in the last decade, the numbers across the country have dropped, and that's coincided with worsening U.S. relations. So I know it sounds strange, even amidst far more pressing issues between the U.S. and China, but as you point out with Panda Diplomacy, which really started in 1972 with President Nixon's historic visit to China, giant pandas, they've become ambassadors for China. Initially, they were gifted to countries. Now they're loaned. They're not cheap. They cost zoos anywhere from half a million to a million dollars a year for a pair. And it's interesting. Producer Yongsheng and I have, have tracked where pandas are leaving and where they're going. And this is really telling because we get a better sense of this new world order. Those are China's words that they're hoping to craft. China acknowledges that these cuddly creatures are used for major political and diplomatic needs. Now, they're going to places where China hopes to gain. We're talking EU countries like Denmark, Finland, Germany, in the Middle East, Qatar, China's northern neighbor, Russia, all those countries getting pandas in recent years. Worth noting, Phil, these are regions where China is looking to bolster its relations and increase its influence. There is strategy to this. Yeah, it's not trivial, uh, and, and which is the reason I asked this question. In six days, President Xi is uh, expected to travel to California. He's expected to meet with President Biden, a critical face-to-face -face meeting. Is this something that's going to come up? Folks would say, you know, why would President Biden dare even mention this to President Xi? We've got growing tensions in the South China Sea surrounding Taiwan in particular. You've got questions over China's ties with Russia amidst its war with Ukraine, allegations of human rights abuses in China. You've got IP theft. We, we know there's a really long list. But it is possible, Phil, that, yeah, this might come up. And, and I say that because this week, Australia's prime minister, in fact, he, he just left China for a state visit and talk about a country with dire relations with China that apparently came up, Australian's, uh, Australia's prime minister making mention of, of Australia holding on to its pandas a bit longer. And, and I should just say this, Phil, by the way, once the three leave today, you mentioned Zoo Atlanta has four, their contracts expire next year. If those are not renewed, the only panda in all of the Americas, you know where it is? Mexico City. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm offended to some degree. Uh, it's such a huge deal in D.C. There's a panda cam, like the births of pandas was yeah. almost a national holiday. I, I do have to say, David, if you don't mind, because I know how well-sourced you are both in China and here, a potential di diplomatic middle ground to be proposed. Maybe we get a couple sun bears. I'm a big sun bear guy at D.C., you know, and I, I just want to know your take on this. You're an astute observer of all things politics in both countries. What do you think? Look, China obviously stands by sun bears being uh, real. People, people mistook, the, mistook them for, uh, what, being, being humans dressed up in costume. 
And, and if that's the case, I can tell you there's a few empty panda exhibits now across the U.S., uh, Phil, where we could maybe get a few folks uh, dressing up as that, or maybe they would be retrofitted for the, the sun bear. I don't know. I mean, it Look, might make relations a bit bearable, right? That, there it is. See, I'm just saying we're, just, we're solutions guys, David. You know? yeah, and, and while yeah. the rest of the world is trying to break apart, we're going to find puns and we're going to find solutions. David Culver, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. We'll bring the honey, Phil. All right. <laughs> this is Culver. This is all Madeline has been talking about. I'm so about excited all. to talk to Dave about this. <laughs> I can tell he's obsessed. Yeah. Thanks for playing. Thanks, buddy. Good to see you guys.